0: Globe Thoughdding with Chelsea Frank yeah. okay. globe Welcome to globe Thoughdding i'm so excited i'm your host, Chelsea Frank. Today with me is a hilarious comedian podcast host general general mensch um, he's a nice Jewish boy. And we got to get him married. So if you're single and you're hot and you have a good ass, come after him. JaredFried.com. JaredFried.com, at JaredFried on Insta, and Wizard of Ha on TikTok. We'll plug all that stuff at the end. Anyway, welcome, Jared, to Globethotting.
1: Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Good to see you. What's going on? Uh,
0: I'm just excited to talk about travel and scream our opinions into the void. And, you Love know. it. Um, I'm very happy. You, yeah, so I'm saying you look swell. You're working out.
1: I'm working out. I'm trying. I'm trying to handle my, you know, it's all eating. It's all eating. And when you travel a lot, as you know, like when you travel, eating is like the hardest part about the whole thing is there's no consistency. You know, the key to health is just being boring, you know, like, and absolutely. if you travel, you're not boring. You do exciting things. And that means, waking up at different times every day, you know, like if you're out there and you woke up at the same time, five days out of seven, you're much healthier than the person who woke up at 6am for the flight. Then the next day they woke up at 9am because they didn't know, you know, they didn't have to get up in time. And then the next day they woke up at 5am because they got another flight. Like all that is a mess for eating. And what I've, you know, weight, body, food has always been on my mind. Um, and has always been something I've like, talked about and make jokes about because it's off my mind I figure it connects with people but it's I remember I like the when I first started traveling I didn't know how to do it like I didn't know how to like you know eat in a way that would make me feel comfortable the whole time because you go from starving I have nothing there's nothing here and you're on a Airplane and all you want is like something, and then the only thing on the airplane is like the same four chips, which bothers me. I was on a flight last night and I flew to Reno. I'm in Reno, Nevada right now. I took. I usually fly Delta, always Delta, but then I decided let's do. I the Delta was a it was going to be two flights, and then my flight got delayed from Delta. I called them. I go let's cancel. Oh God! Um, there's a direct JetBlue flight, so I've taken JetBlue before. Uh, years and years ago um, and my big thing with JetBlue was like they had that big wicker basket of the, all the snacks they had like 30 snacks that you could pick out as much as you wanted they, they, the snack list is down to four things and three of them are sweet where are the savories
0: it's that pandemic budget maybe savory is too expensive for that pandemic budget it's yeah. garbage
1: and I maybe that's it everything's blamed on the pandemic but the, yeah. the reality is I got done with that flight and I'm like you know, when you've just eaten the same thing for like an hour and you have that, like, like you're not, you're not hungry, but you aren't satiated. Like but you're you just disgusted. Don't, you're disgusted. Yeah. You're like, yeah. I. that could have been a steak. That could have been another meal. And I got here to Reno at like 11 and I'm like, I'll go find something to eat. And then I was like, Jared, it's over. The day's over. You go to bed. It's over. And I'm like, I was so depressed by the my dinner was chips that I didn't even like that much. And I'm like, and, and I'm like, just go to bed. And, and from the bar, because I went and had a drink from the bar to my bed seven different times. I was like on Postmates. Don't do the Postmates. Oh, I'm on Google oh. Maps. Oh, don't do the food. Oh, and then I'm looking. Is anything open? Is the convenience store open? I'll get a chip not open. And I'm like,
0: it's like the Sophie's choice of your abs
1: right and it It took so many but it was so many opportunities that I
0: tried
1: to eat and (laughs) didn't
0: (laughs) well mazel tov on on keeping it together look this is good this is a good entry point you've talked a lot about what's going in your mouth now I want to know what's coming out of your butt and I always ask the first questions I ask my guests are what is the most horrific diarrhea story you have while traveling I
1: mean, every travel is a diarrhea story. You know, like every- If you
0: have one that really stands out in your mind, we'd love to hear about it because we on this podcast famously love to talk about shit.
1: So I, um, when I, again, get if you travel a lot, getting used to that lifestyle takes a moment. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got something, um, I, ha- I can't remember the name, but there, maybe there's a doctor listening, or maybe you know. <laughs> there's a thing that you can get. It's a ha- ingrown hair, but it's at the top of your ass. Oh. Okay? And it comes out of your, like, tailbone. If someone's listening and, like, knows exactly what I'm talking about...
0: I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm excited to learn about another thing to be anxious about. It is...
1: It, and it comes out, like, it feels like a pimple at first, and then it grows. And it happens... Because of working out and sweat, and it's because you're gross. Yeah. And I'm also a comedian with, at the time, this was five years ago, six years ago. And I had just started traveling and I'm trying to work out, but I'm also, you know, and it's just, there's this thing that can happen where it's in the, it's at the top of your, like the crack of your ass, basically.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you for the visual.
1: And it comes from your tailbone, but it's this hair that if it ingrows, it literally like get you can't even take a shit like and I was sitting on these flights and I'm like so uncomfortable because I'm not going to the doctor I'm like fuck it you know I'm like the type of person that like won't complain about feeling sick won't complain until the last possible second where it's like you need to go to the hospital like like I'm that type of person okay I'll complain about everything but as far as getting sick like I'm this is why I'm like a tough boyfriend to have like Every woman I've ever been with loves telling you, I don't feel well today. Oh, I got the sniffles. Oh, I got nauseous. Oh, I'm sick. And I'm always like, and my response is always like, do you need to go to the hospital? Like, what can I do? And they're always like, just shut up. Just like, you know, just don't say anything. I'm like, well, don't say I, if you bring me a problem, I'm going to try and fix it. So every woman gets annoyed.
0: Classic dude thing though. Classic dude. Classic. We just want you to tell us that you'll never leave us. And that we're the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Even when we're shitting our brains out.
1: Yeah, you guys are all like fucking, you know, like uh, cocker spaniels. You're like dogs. You you have to pet. (laughs) All you want. Oh, careful! Just want a nice petting. If you're feeling, (laughs) oh, you know, if the the water works out, just pet me and don't try and fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm always the one that's like, you need to go to the hospital. No. Okay, then you're fine. You know, there's no (laughs) in between. (laughs) I understand is annoying. So I had this thing that I, I just didn't take care of, and at first I'm like, it'll go away. Then I start putting like itch cream on it you know like that because this I wish I could it's called a myla my killer cyst
0: oh we're bringing science into this okay didn't realize I was on a National Geographic podcast but here we go we're getting in trying to
1: remember (laughs) macular cyst a macular cyst cyst, affects your macula (laughs) which is found (laughs) at the center of your retina no that's not it the the I'm trying because I'm. I I you know
0: what, Jared? I believe you. Okay, I don't need the medical term. I believe that you had an asshole that was inflamed.
1: So when I'm on a flight, you have to literally sit on Mm. the fucking cyst. So I was going cross country. I'm doing this game show for um, NBC Sports. I did a a game show with uh, uh, what's it called? The what's the app that everything disappears? Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. So Snapchat <laughs> had like, had Snapchat had a game show called Hello You Go. I hosted it and we did it from different college football tailgates for 14 weeks. So I was also flying back and forth to LA to like tape episodes of it. So like, I am literally trying to get a doctor's appointment at this point because it's hurting so much. And I'm sitting on these flights and on top of this cyst and I couldn't move. And it's not like I could sit on like a ass pillow to make myself feel better. So then the only thing that would feel good is if I could go in the toilet and just like sit on it with my asshole spread open. So on these flights, and this isn't a diarrhea story, but this is my most horrific travel asshole story is that I would have to, (laughs) literally I would go for these six, seven hour flights. I would just sit for hours at a time in the toilet with my asshole spread open because it was the only thing that felt moderately good. So that was my... That,
0: I will say that sitting on a toilet with my asshole, you know, open, feels good with or without that system. It feels yeah. nice just to get some air down there, you know?
1: Totally. Especially on a flight. You know, on a flight, flight. Everything is just scrunched up in Scrunch. a ball down there.
0: Well, we have airplane vag. We exactly. have airplane... Oh, yeah. See, this is something the boys don't know about, but airplane vag is so real. It's like, even if your vagina is so clean, oh. even just taken a shower, and it scrubbed the... the Every little layer of your vagina, okay. Mm-hmm. You sit on an airplane for like two, three hours. It's you have stinky puss. You just have it stinky puss. It's just time sitting there. It's like an open wound, just that's that's getting that's sweaty and locked in, yeah. and you just have airplane puss. And when you get off your vagina, it smells like it's decaying.
1: Stinky puss was also my favorite character from Lady and the Tramp. <laughs> and I – I no, I agree. It happens to the balls.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, we're all disgusting after we got off a flight.
1: I mean, balls and vagina, as far as skin is concerned, is the same as, like, if you had a wet towel and just scrunched it up in the corner of a room. Like, that's what the, the airplane is like.
0: Yeah. Jared, I really – I love our conversations. I love <laughs> how – they're so beautiful and deep. and, and me.
1: <laughs> take a towel. If you're listening right now, take a towel, wet it, <laughs> Put it in the corner of your bathroom. Leave it there for about sixteen hours. Come back and smell it. That's vagina and balls after a flight.
0: Disgusting. I can't. The fact that we that we we do this for ourselves is is horrifying. Um, do you have now that we've really covered how disgusting humans are? Do you have any good travel hookup stories?
1: You know, not really. Like I I, I saw this quest, You know, I got the the we pre-show prepared. notes.
0: We prepared. Yeah.
1: This is a tough one because like I've hooked up on the road. You know, I, I have a, um, but I, none of my stories, like, I, I think for a, like a woman traveling, like, it's like a moment of empowerment, like get yours lady, you know, but for a guy, you're just creepy. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, like, like think of like a guy, like I get this question a lot on my podcasts where, um, I get this question a lot where it's like from women being like, should I change my location because I'm going on the dating apps Because I'm going to Austin and I want to hook up in Austin. And I'm like, that's fun. I yeah, do it. You know, like, but and guys, but just know you're gonna be like a limping deer waltzing into a forest full of lions. Because now you're a person with an end date. You have a built-in excuse for why it can't be more. You can just be a hookup. It's taken all the pressure of this being a future. This guy can say, you're here for three nights perfect like you're an attractive partner for a lot of those men
0: so true when i went to new york before i met my my now future husband i was in new york and i was like all right, let's go. And I just literally, I went on Bumble and I just wrote to every single dude that I matched with. I'm here till Wednesday. You got three days to get me pregnant. And every single guy was like, let's go. If I had said that to a guy in LA, knowing I live here, they'd be horrified. But the fact that I was like, let's get pregnant. They were like, yes, bitch, let's get it in. The built-in
1: end date men can be a Any guy can be a great boyfriend for a weekend.
0: It's the perfect amount of time. It's perfect. Perfect for both genders. We both are like, you know what? Let's, let's do honeymoon, like level love for like four days. And then let's never speak again. Do you, when you hook up though, on a trip, do you, do you stay in touch after or do you cut ties immediately? Generally
1: do. I mean, like I have no, like if I, to go back to this for a second, if a guy changes his location. To Austin, and it's like, I'm here for the weekend. He sounds like a piece of shit. Like, you know, like, he does. You know, That's like, so
0: true. You know, like, yeah.
1: Hey, I'm here to get you pregnant for the weekend. Okay. <laughs> where's your wife? Where's your kids? Who are you cheating on? You know, totally.
0: Like, it's just
1: not the same vibe.
0: It's not the same vibe. So I, I've hooked up on the
1: road just because, you know, I'm, I'm a comedian, I'm single, I'm doing shows. The audience comes. Most of the audience, you know, I have a very female uh, skewed audience, which I love, and they're the most fun. Um, Most of it is not that type of relationship where it's like me trying to like, hook. it's a very like familial relationship. I feel like I know the audience very well. So it doesn't, but sometimes once in a while, someone will approach me and not. And for me, do I keep in touch afterwards? Yeah, because I genuinely like enjoy the person's company that I'm going to hook up with. Like I don't, I would rather have a fun hookup than just a hookup i know that sounds bad like what's a bad i'm just saying i'd rather have fun with the person that i'm hooking up with than have this be this transactional sexual thing so like the idea of like hooking up with someone and then being like never talk to that bitch again like that's not really my vibe mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. because i also wouldn't that wouldn't feel good to me you know yeah. like that would just be not fun there are people that that's okay i have you know i know people like that that are like hooked up last night. That was fun over. I'm like, I don't know. I would feel too anxious about that. I would, Mm -hmm. I want everyone to be like, be like, wow, we had like a fun talk and we joked and we laughed and we saw each other's genitals. Like that's fun.
0: Right. But it's like on the road, it must be tough. Like are there ever the expectations when you're traveling and you meet someone you hook up to like, could this be more? Or it's always pretty like, look, I met you when I was like doing a spot in Kentucky and I'm in New York. Like we're not going to be like keeping this long distance. I mean, that's, it just depends.
1: That's not where my head's at. Yeah. I, I, you know, like I, if I'm, I'm looking to have an enjoyable night with someone that I enjoy their company. And that yeah. sounds even like weird. It doesn't. My, I,
0: I don't know. No, it doesn't. You're fine. We all know you're a good boy and you're not creepy and you're not going to get me too. Don't worry. You're doing uh, no, great. Well,
1: it's not about being me too. It's like, I'm a fine person. Like most people are just fine. You know, yeah. like no one's good. No one's great. No one's bad. You know, like, you know, the. I'm just saying like you go and you know, um, it, because that it's interesting, like, you're bringing up the like, what could happen next? I think that is everyone's dream. You know, like, it's a very romantic tale. You know, someone from out of town, we thought fo- we found each other in this crazy mixed up world. And, you know, you have to also like, you know, it takes a lot to leave your couch to go on a date in your own city. Never mind meeting someone having one fun night and then going, should we try this again? You know, like that's hard to do, you know, like and it's hard to, you know, especially with so many distractions. Like I am trying to meet someone I'd like to be in a relationship. I don't I and I say that honestly, but you know, someone who's hooked up with me that lives, you know, a plane right away would be like, "He's not looking for a relationship?" No, I I I think a lot of uh men especially can can have, uh, you know, the can can be looking for a relationship while also being like, "Oh, I'll hook up." On the
0: way to that uh, oh girl wherever that girl is just know one year you know he was looking a relationship he just didn't want a relationship with you honey don't well, worry Someone it, out it's there...
1: not as personal as that I...
0: it's so personal he hates you actually he's gonna tell me he hate it's personal he doesn't like you just like my
1: children i love you <laughs> each in your own way
0: um amazing now where do you when you're as a touring comedian, you're picking your own hotel stays, right? You're like you're picking out where or, or is it usually like the club is putting you up somewhere?
1: So I have gotten to the point where <gasps> I get what is called the buyout.
0: Oh, and yes, I yes.
1: I was taught about the buyout from Michelle Wolf name drop. Uh, I opened for Michelle like a hundred dates on the road. And she's like, you know, and so the comedy club will be like, hey, we will put you up here. And then you say to them. I would like whatever amount of cash you're going to spend on that hotel room given to me, and I will go on the open market and find my, my own accommodation.
0: Taylor, but Taylor, you know, Taylor, Taylor's been on the pod. Yeah. Taylor says it's never usually enough money, though, to pay for what the hotel you'd want.
1: That's okay. I agree. Yeah, of
0: course. But you, like, you want to choose. Here's the
1: thing. And Taylor's not wrong, but her perspective needs to shift. I am.
0: She's. He's coming for my BFF. Let's go. I, well, I'm saying Taylor's <laughs>
1: like you know, Taylor. That comment tells me Taylor is not Jewish. Because here's the thing.
0: Oh my God! I'm so not getting.
1: When someone says, "Here's your seventy five dollars a night for three nights," you know, now you got your you know what is it three twenty five? Okay, for the weekend. That's one night that I'm getting taken care of, and then I am going to spend the extra $650 or $700 for some mental sanity. And that, you know, to me, you're, you know, if you're, and Taylor is making enough money, I promise everyone that, that she can go and spend the extra (laughs) $1,000 to stay in the nicest hotel in town and feel a hundred times better then it hurt to spend that that $1,000. And so that's true. kind of, that's the math you do when you start making a little bit of scratch and you have yeah. the ability. Not everyone has the ability. When you first start, you're just excited to be in a fucking courtyard by Marriott. You're like, this is fucking awesome. And there are some towns where I still do the courtyard by Marriott because I'm like, this is just good enough and I don't need to spend an extra 300 bucks in Des Moines. Yeah. But if I'm in- Miami. Miami. If yeah. I'm doing the Miami improv, which is- kind of inland and i can stay a half hour away on miami beach and have like a fantastic weekend that has both work and relaxation and mental you know sanity i will do that and i and i i i think i encourage everyone like and again you have to think we think of money so weirdly it's just how do you place the dollar so like someone you know a new iphone is how much $2,000? Two Th- 000,
0: yeah, thousand dollars, Yeah, thousand like bucks, yeah. Well, how
1: much do you use your iPhone um, every thirty seconds? So, yeah. like, it might be actually, you know, that is the cheapest fucking thing you own. If you that's think about so, it that, that's
0: way. so true. It's, it's about. I think when people talk about money, it's like it's more value. Yes, it's not price exactly. I mean, look, of course, if you're if you have if you don't have a lot of money, every dollar counts. But generally speaking, if you're able to afford to travel and whatever, it's about value. You'll stay at a five hundred a night hotel. if yeah. it's got everything included and you Absolutely. are going to have, you know, the room service and, and the pool is amazing. And there's a spa and it's close to the beach and it's right by the shops. And you don't have to pay for Ubers because everything's around. You'll pay for that.
1: And totally. to it's take about a you. walk and not have to walk along a side of highway totally. to go to a Seven Eleven, Like, you know, that's comedy. Like 90% of the stand-up comedy on the road is walking alongside a dangerous highway. Like it's like crazy. Yeah. So I, I mean, and here's the other thing I do. I am big on memberships. I'm a Bonvoy guy, I'm a Delta guy. I'm collecting points everywhere I go. So like Ascent. even if, always and and so like I go to the Bonvoy app and I start shopping. And you know, my my biggest thing if you're a Bonvoy person, they have a thing called the autograph collection. The autograph collection. <laughs>
0: comedians love the autograph collection. What is it's this?
1: The best value. So the so funny. That, okay, good. Who, who well said that.
0: Taylor, everyone, and, and I have said, all my other comedians, like everyone just loves the autograph collection. It's the funniest thing.
1: The autograph collection is the best thing you can do. It is a always like a boutique hotel. Amazing. It's always in the right section of town. It is always priced fairly. It's going to be. 250 to 350 in that range, anywhere you go, but it's not going to, it's not going to be a Ritz, but it's not going to be a courtyard by Marriott. You're going to get a very special experience. That's special to the town. That's going to like, if you're in Pittsburgh, you're going to stay in the middle of the city and you're going to be in an autograph collection place. And you have all the benefits of a Marriott Bonvoy with like all like the other you know, mental benefits of staying at a place that doesn't feel like you're in a corporate fucking hellhole.
0: Totally. So that's what you're looking for. So like when you're shopping for a hotel or, you know, where are you going to stay? Like, what are you looking for? Like, what is it got to have? You know? It's got
1: to be in the area. It's got to be the area that, I, that, that people like to go and hang out. Like, I want to be... In the mix. I want to pee... Where the young Jews are, you know, like in the in the same way, Ariel <laughs> once sang, "I I want to be where a craft brewery." You know, like honestly,
0: want- we should do we should do a Jewish version of Little Mermaid. They should absolutely have that with all her little tchotchkes. I'm surprised she wasn't a Jew, honestly, with all her little. I shit. think
1: I, I started to interrupt. No, um, please, please, Sarah Armour, very funny comic, used to have a a, a bit about doing that song she Amazing. used to do a bit yeah it was great i'll have to find it yeah
0: um okay so you you want to be in the mix in the flow yeah you want to be
1: walkable area that has bars and restaurants and you just don't want to be in a highway there's, there's so many comedy clubs that are in you know that they're, they're in a mall or they're in a strip mall or they're they're just on like they're in what my dad calls any town usa there's a there's yeah. an arby's there's a mcdonald's there's a costco denny's. There's a walgreens yeah. so, you know you know denny's It looks like any street in the country. I want to be in a place that I know I am in Pittsburgh. I am in St. Louis. I am in... I want to be in that town because if I'm there, when when else am I going to go? I'm not taking my vacation to fucking, you know, Nashville. I mean, some people might go to Nashville, but I'm not. I've done it.
0: So I know you travel a lot for work, but like, do you... Because you travel so much for work, uh, being on the road, do you... When you have a vacation, do you just want to stay home or do you want to go... To foreign lands and you know.
1: I, I, lately I've been wanting I've been shopping. I've been on the Delta app dreaming. This has been something I've been doing a lot lately because I've been on the road so much. Um and I'm it's coming to an not an end, but it's gonna get lighter soon, which is very nice. And I'm like just on the Delta app, like just shopping around. So I, I do want to go somewhere, but the again, the prices. You know, when I think of it in terms of, like, vacationing as opposed to, like, working, I'm like, look at these prices. Like, some of the prices are
0: wild. Wild bad or wild good?
1: Wild bad. It's, it's yeah, getting expensive out there. So, it it's, um like, I, look, I looked yesterday at Tel Aviv. I was like, I want to go to Tel Aviv. I want to go to Israel. And I looked at flights that were, like, $7,000. I was like, who's... Who is? Oh, there? you're
0: looking at first class. That's why. No. Oh, what? You're that Come on. My, I bad.
1: searched it on the Delta app. I, I guess I could be flexible with my days, but I'm like, wow. you know, I was looking for like 4th of July weekend. Like I'd like to go oh, somewhere.
0: Soon.
1: Yeah. I want to go somewhere soon. I want to go like, and I was thinking I want to go abroad somewhere. And then I started looking at the Caribbean and I started looking at, you know, and then, I, and then the problem is my parents live in Boca, And of
0: course they do. Yes. Boca babes, beautiful Boca babes.
1: My favorite place in the country. Um, I go down to Boca and I could, here's the thing. My parents' house is very comfortable. So it's like, it's like everything, everything costs more than zero. My parents have like this like pool house that I'd be separated from them. They wouldn't bother me. I can do whatever I want. I have a car. Um, So I could like the idea of like spending five grand to do a week or whatever it would be, as opposed to just going to Boca, hanging out in Delray, uh, drinking on Atlantic Avenue, which is like, that's a beautiful weekend too. Like I would, I should just do that.
0: Yeah. I feel, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what you'll come to my wedding, which will be in Israel. Yes, And uh, yeah, it'll be a great, it'll be a great. It's going to be in Israel. Uh, I know. Well Is he well, Israeli? He, yeah. His mom is Israeli and he lived there for a while, but he's from Maryland. Okay. But, um, So everyone's going to be in
1: soccer jerseys? And I'm
0: going to be honest with you. I'm not engaged yet, but I am already planning my destination wedding. Of course. Of course. He knows this. I've been like, look, I don't give a shit. You can take your sweet ass time with the ring. I'm already planning this goddamn wedding. I've had the Pinterest yeah. going. I've had all, I have my boards. I've got, I've got venues I'm already looking at. Listen, I'm already, I'm way ahead of it.
1: I know what your discover page looks on Instagram. I know it, the look. It's all rings and venues and yeah. I,
0: I feel, I feel violated right now. <laughs> I really, I truly feel so seen in a way that I didn't first see. this guys. Um. going. You know, we'll see. We might do it in Israel. I want to do a destination wedding, but here's the thing with destination weddings. They are such a pain in the ass. For everybody else, you gotta pick a location that people are really interested in going to. But yeah,
1: I mean, I have a lot of opinions on this. The the, it has to be summer camp. It can't be loose. Is my opinion on a destination wedding. It's got to be. Explain more. Explain more. This
0: is good. This is good.
1: So, to me, a destination wedding that is just come to Charleston is annoying because (laughs) there's no the destination wedding part of it is we're all getting to know each other everyone. I'm going to be able to make fun of the same person on Friday night that I can make fun of on Saturday. 10%. when you just do a city destination wedding, everyone's dispersed. No one, there's no community to it. It's, it takes away the intrinsic value of the destination wedding when it's, Hey, we're all at this resort in Mexico Now we, you know, now people are assuming, you know, everyone's getting cast in this little movie that we're putting together. Like that's fun. (laughs) That's, that has um, elements that I want. And it's all in one place. So I don't have to like, you got a taxi here. You got to get here. You got to, you can do this hotel or this hotel or this hotel one resort. um, And also when you do a city destination wedding, it's like, there's a lot of, you know, economically, Oh, we got the Ritz people. We got the Courtyard Bermaria people. We got the, you know, yeah. it, it, I like one resort, one place, and everyone kind of like assumes roles over the weekend. Like, I like that as a destination.
0: I totally agree. I think it's got to be a week wedding, like a week-long wedding. It's like, that you go. For you know, some. Go, for some. No, for some. And But here's the thing. You got the rehearsal dinner. You got the wedding. You got the brunch the next day. You got things built in. And then there's dinners and stuff and people can hang and it becomes like a crew that you get to travel with. And everyone kind of knows each other because you're the like, you're the point. So maybe they haven't met, but they know of each other maybe. And then it's like, it's like a crew to hang out and travel with.
1: That's where the fun comes in. That's where the, you know, just figuring out the dynamic. And here's what has to happen. Whoever the couple is that invites everyone to one like destination, they need to leave so that no one else feels awkward extending. Because you don't want to be the one that's like extending and then they're there. You're like, oh, I can't believe we're on their honeymoon now. Like, no, you guys leave and then everyone else (laughs) can do the, like, stay a little long.
0: So true. That's so funny. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, look, I am planning this wedding already, but things could change. You never know. I think it's weird though. My thing about destination weddings, it's like, it's weird to me to think that, We're going to be in this random location that has no cultural reference point to either one of us. Like the idea that I'd go get married in, you know, in fucking in Spain, right? Well, that's annoying. And so I'm going to go and the fucking officiant's going to speak Spanish. And I'm going to look around and there's going to be Spanish. And I'm like what the fuck, what is, two Jews, this is us, this is, unless the place is relevant to you guys, like every year you go here, it's meaningful, or one of you, you're, you know, your heritage is from this culture, but I'm not going down to the Bahamas and getting married in coconuts, okay? I don't,
1: I, I totally agree with it's you. No I sense. don't like when someone is spending my money frivolously, because that's what they're doing. They're putting you in a position to be shamed. Everyone gets an invitation. Everyone thinks, oh my God, I got to fucking go. Nobody gets an invitation and says, they don't want me to be there. Everyone thinks if they get an invitation that they have to go. So it's a hard thing to say no to something. Mm-hmm. So if you're sitting there being like, we're going to Spain and you have no cultural relevance to it, you have no connection to the place, at least lie to me. Tell me a fucking story that your, your Nona used to you know, cook you know, on the paella. Um, paella and shit. You know, I guess it should be <laughs> Italian for Nona. Like like tell me your Nona used to live in Sicily and she told you stories of Sicily all the time, and that's why we're in Sicily. Don't just say, Oh, you open up a magazine, you're like, This will be cool, because now you've spent my money without any thought of me or or any care
0: you you know so true that's why i want to do i want to do destination but i don't want to go down and get have you know a a destination wedding where it's like what the fuck are we doing here this is so random
1: that's why israel makes sense
0: israel makes sense he's israeli i'm we're jewish i you know whatever i know i'm gonna get people going fuck israel whatever just please who would say what
1: oh that's
0: fine yeah right but it's like
1: that's but it's, an insane response to this podcast.
0: I know, but I trust me, anytime I even mention Israel, if I whisper Israel, I get death threats from really? random people. Yeah, oh God, you, you should see my DMs. Anyway, but I will say that if it's, if it's culturally relevant, it makes sense, but I just can't... Look, you do you. If you want to go get married in Zimbabwe and you have no reference point, nothing about your life, you're a white bitch from Tampa and you want to go get married... Gotta have fun. you know you have to
1: be okay with people saying no, though. you get. I, mean, I think a
0: lot of people do that so people, so they don't have to have as many people come to nah, that.
1: I hear that response all the time, and they're like, no, we do it because then you get the gift anyways. It's like, oh, so you're stealing from your friends <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> even, so their, even their even they like excuse for doing it is a douchey reason.
0: so true. amazing. Um do you have any like, Travel tips like packing tips or products you love. Like, what's an essential thing when you're traveling? An essential product you've got to have. Ooh,
1: okay. Um, Away suitcase. Oh my God. Yeah. I have
0: them too. I mean,
1: I know that's like the most millennial thing you could say, but I, it is, it's so good. I mean, I, I've never been happier with a product. I have a Toomey um, fanny pack. So, everyone, when you travel, you should put a fanny pack inside your carry-on. The fanny pack is meant to hold all the items you would need during a flight. So in my fanny pack.
0: <laughs> I will say, Jared, you are so deeply Jewish and it brings me such joy. Like, I feel like I'm talking. It's just, it's great. It's great. Extra
1: <laughs> charger. Okay. Extra ch- I have two extra chargers. I have all the cords. I have Delta. When I fly Delta, I collect the headphones. I have a <laughs> protein bar. You're a grandma. <clears throat> I have everything. Gum that's been in there for 17 years. Um, <laughs> sweet and Lowe's. I know, but I, I think having a, because they only, you get the carry on and you get your big bag on the plane. So inside your carry on, you take a, it's like, it's like, Oh, you're like a marsupial. You take the little baby koala bear out of the pouch and you keep it with you on the seat so you never have to go up top. So this separates all your airplane stuff from you know, your packing stuff. I would also encourage people, I have <laughs> the best dob kit in the world and my brother got it for me and I don't know the name of it. Hold on.
0: Uh, we are eagerly eagerly waiting for this.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I have... This is the kit You might know it. I don't know. My brother got it for me. I mean, it's basic. The best... <laughs> it's basic, but no, someone... I don't know. The...
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't
1: but... know the brand, but my brother told me, he goes, I all of a sudden it showed up in my apartment and my, and I was like, who got the, where'd this come from? I, I thought it was a sponsor from the podcast. Mm-hmm. My dad, my brother calls me. He's like, you don't thank me for the kit? I was like, Oh, that was, I was like, thank you. It's a, it's a... I was like, is it good? He's like, it's the best one I've ever had. It's the <laughs> best one he's ever had, and I was like, "How good could it be?" I don't know what it is. I love it. Um, and this isn't a good plug because I can't remember the name. But uh,
0: there's no branding anywhere.
1: Not one piece of branding.
0: Wow, I, it makes me like them more. They're like, we don't even need to advertise.
1: Yeah, we. I mean, it's.
0: You'll I find can't it. tell you how You'll good have.
1: it is. I'll find it. I'll figure. We'll it out. find
0: out. We'll link it somewhere. I'll
1: ask here. my brother. Um, the other thing for travel, um, I pack less. Less is more. Mm -hmm. less is more and I know that's easier said than done it is one 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 workout sneaker one shoe that's all you get workout sneaker one shoe Mm -hmm. workout sneaker could be and and I know for women this is a different thing I know this is harder I'm telling you if you can break it down to one shoe you're living large the whole weekend
0: that's me so I'm with you I only I pack one sneaker and one sandal that's it I don't do heels. Fuck heels. Fuck fuck heels. No one gives a shit. Sense. No one gives a shit. Get a nice pair of sneakers that are white and go with everything. Get a get a bougie. I have a bougie Saint Laurent pair of white sneakers. Best investment. There you go. Because they, they make any outfit look a little fancier if I need to. And they are casual enough to wear. They're the perfect. Get a white classic pair of sneakers. You can dress them up or down. And then one sandal. And you're good to go. You don't need shit. You don't need to be going. You know what? Running down the cobblestone. Breaking your ankles? What is this? Two thousand and four? I don't need that. I don't need VH1 era heels in my suitcase. We not are worth it. Not worth it. This Incredible. Ain't rock of Love. This ain't Rock of Love, which I'm rewatching right now, by the way, and it's amazing. Really? Oh, it's That's so good. Crazy have you watched? Incident. Have you have you watched it recently?
1: Recently. Wow.
0: I mean, I'm just saying.
1: I mean, I watched all of those shows. I watched they're every so, single one. Rock
0: of Love is so good to watch right now. Like, it's a good. Like, I can't believe we used to act like this and everything used to be fun. Fi- the way he talks to girls, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, I can't believe we used to do this. It's great. It's not you bad. Know, like,
1: I can't believe anyone like you know. It does make you wonder. It's like it's still on TV. Like, it's not like they're like we're marching in the streets against.
0: I don't no, no. I'm not saying it's bad. It's not even like it's like, it's not like, um, you know, in a negative way. It's just so nuts. Like the way he's taught, it's so funny and crazy, but it's good to watch right now. It's a good rewatch. Um, incredible. Look, uh, we're about done. I want to give you some time to plug whatever. Oh my God. This what went by d-
1: so fast. I love I know. talking we like to travel. Keep,
0: we like to keep it. You'll be back. You're invited anytime. Anytime. You're, you anytime. Know, I'm always
1: running around. Um, at Jared Fried on Instagram. I'm I'm in Reno doing a, I'm doing a TED Talk this weekend.
0: This probably won't come out before then. So well, um, no,
1: I mean, so people, you can. Wait, watch you're my
0: literally TED doing talk. a TED Talk. What are you doing? Wait, stop. We have time for this. What are you doing a TED Talk on?
1: So someone reached out. I think they were a fan of the podcast, and they're like, "I work with TEDx in Reno, and we want to ask Jared to be a performer on the show." And I'm very stressed out about it because I've been my topic is who should pay for the first date.
0: Oh my God. I can't wait to watch this.
1: And it's supposed, you know, the, who should they, who should pay for the first date is really a way of getting into my main point about dating, which is like, you know, just that your feelings are all that matter. Like, and I think like, that's a very hokey point, but there's so many snake oil salesmen right now that are out there with these dating rules and, you got to do this. And they're just screaming without any empathy or out any mention of how do you feel? And so the whole Ted talk is supposed to, I I haven't given it yet. So I don't know how well I did this or not, but I've been working on it in comedy clubs and it's been really difficult because the jokes work in comedy clubs, but the part where I'm sending out a message feels weird. Like, the, you I mean, know, the, the comedy Nintendo club, club like, who the fuck yeah. are you
0: right I hear you that know,
1: uh, but <laughs> now I'm kind of so I'm hoping that a TEDx you know because it could go the opposite the message could be good at the TEDx but the jokes could be bad do you know what I mean so
0: you can't fail famously you're not able to fail so you'll be okay that's incredible though I can't wait to see that I mean you are like you've become the guy for g- girls to ask like dating advice don't, to-
1: no 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 that's not true
0: it is true because look, no, I'm not blowing smoke. I don't need to. I don't want to go anywhere near that asshole because I, of what I've just heard about what's going yeah, on down there. The but I, but I will say, your Instagram people, girls are constantly asking you for like dating tips, and it's a lot of responsibility to be the face of dating as you are. You know, well, you are. I the would face never describe
1: myself as the face of dating. <laughs> you and my mom do. Um, I, Smart lady. You know, I think. And this is what the TED Talk kind of like touches on is like, I think people, you know, you know, the people that gave dating advice, you know, talk about VH1 it was like, you know, a guy named Mystery with a big feather in his cap telling you to peacock and neg women like that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And then you had like, British people who are too hot <laughs> to even relate to. you know. <laughs> so it's like. I'm kind of just like a normal guy, you know, like I'm at the, you know, I, I think, you know, I, I think I'm great, but I, I am pretty average. Like I'm the center part of the bell curve. So like, I think a lot of women are like, well, if you think that, like, I've always said, if I think it, the guy you're dating is 10% away, there's no question. Um, it would hard to be, it would be very hard to be a hundred percent away from the thing I'm thinking. Okay. So sometimes that information's icky. Like I go on Instagram, I, I respond to people's questions and I have to be like, You got to give them some tough talk, but I try to make it edible. And, you know, I think, you know, to me, it's less edible coming from someone being like, dump him. I'm like, that didn't help anyone. Like, yeah, uh, it it doesn't help.
0: Right. And I, I like what you say about how it's just like, just tell some, instead of being like, what are we, or putting all the power in other people, I, I, I've I've thought about what you said where you're just kind of like, tell them where what's going on with you. And then that's information that they can do whatever they want. But you say, I'm in this relationship with you because, and I'm wanting, you know, for me, I'm committed to you and I'm, it's just you and me. That's what I'm doing. What are you doing? And I love that. I love that advice. I think that's really smart. It's very, that is the most empowering message I've heard about dating from, from a person in a long time.
1: Well, thank you. I, I call it the reveal because everyone's always like, <laughs> should I have the talk? Everyone wants to go, should I have the talk? Sweet and I'm like, oh, I know you should have the reveal. Mm -hmm. you should reveal how you feel about the person and I only came up with that because I'm like what would make me end a relationship that I wasn't on the same page with someone you know Mm -hmm. and again I'm not a good person or a bad person I'm just imparting my feelings and letting people know what the guy you're dealing with was probably feeling so anytime someone's been like I like you I'm like oh god okay what am I gonna (laughs) do with that (laughs) You know, and you have to decide. And it, it may, you know, the part about the reveal that's tough. I, you know, a lot of people when they 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 want to the talk because they want an answer right away. The reveal will get you an answer, but it's going to be within a week because the person at first you're going to say I like you, and you're going to get a weird. It's going to get awkward, and then they're going to go, yeah, no. They're going to take in the information, and then a week's going to go by of them freaking out if they're not into it, and go. I got to let you know we're on the same page.
0: I literally can't relate to this any less because I've never had it like that. For me. It's always been, I know exactly what's going on the whole time.
1: But so listen, you're very lucky. This is, but this is the whole point of the Ted talk is like you, you, my experience and your experience is not everybody's experience, yeah. but we all have feelings. And so few people, when someone pays for the date, when you ask someone who should pay for the date, so few people say it depends on how they paid made me feel.
0: Oh my god! Where did you get this? Where? Oh my god! You're like the modern Moses coming out here with the dating ten commandment. I'm loving it. Yes, Jared. Yes, because everyone's looking
1: for strategies to outsource their feelings, and I it's like and again, listen. I'm I'm someone who listens to podcasts 17 hours a day, so I don't have to deal with my own thoughts.
0: Totally. Um, but I, <laughs> but
1: I, so I understand it's hard to ask yourself how you feel, but it's um, very few people everyone's got an answer for how you should pay very few people ask the next question of how does that payment how did that payment make you feel because someone could pay for me and make me feel like
0: shit yeah
1: right like someone could be like look how much this was look at I spent so much on you and you'd be like, well, Ugh. like
0: yeah I'm not I'd rather fucking... split
1: it at that point
0: it's not a dowry dude fucking chill
1: right so that's yeah what the, so that's what i'm here for um oh
0: my god that's so exciting mazel tov. i'm very excited to you. see it i'll you know that's so that's so exciting um i you'll be back well we have so look anytime travels broad i want to talk to you about every kind of travel situation we're keeping this short and sweet so plug away and then please come back anytime you want
1: at jared freed i'll come back anytime and then the the You Up Podcast is uh, where we talk dating. Uh, the J Train podcast. You've been on, you're a great guest. We do the luxury lounge, fantastic. So
0: it's, luxury lounge, great. If you got travel complaints, the luxury lounge is where to go. Okay. So it's great. Jared's amazing. He's so funny. Please follow him. You will not be, you will not be disappointed. He is amazing. Thank you for coming on, Jared, today. It was so good to see you. Thank you. All right. This has been Globe Dotting with Chelsea Frank. See you next week.